Hello, my name is Janelle, and welcome to the Genuinely Janelle podcast. I believe everyone's stories, including my own, matters. Stories help me gain a better understanding of myself, the world, and connects me with other people. So I hope through the stories of my life and the conversations I have with others, you will one day find the confidence and courage in your voice to share your story. Now, let's hear a story. The title of today's episode, Recharge, Relax, and Rest, is inspired by what I'm going to be doing during my 10-day vacation. I technically have only six work days as paid vacation, but I like to count the weekends, so that's why I consider it a 10-day vacation. I acknowledge my privilege to have paid vacation time because I have several people in my family who will be working during Christmas Eve and potentially New Year's Eve. So again, I acknowledge my privilege to have paid vacation time, which is why I'm going to soak up every single minute I can to recharge, relax, and rest. At the very beginning of this year, I set the intention to utilize my paid vacation time in December to simply recharge, relax, and rest because I just knew in my gut that this pandemic wasn't going to be completely gone by the end of 2021. I'm tired of this pandemic. Seasonal depression kicked my butt this year, and although I do love my job, I need a break from it. I'm fortunately employed in an organization who genuinely adheres to their core values, and one of the core values is well-being. A couple of weeks ago, during my organization's annual all-staff end-of-the-year celebration, my chief executive officer acknowledged how the past two years have been a shit show and that she is making the commitment to utilize our paid vacation time to do things that involve a self-care activity or a connection activity. She literally said, if it doesn't involve self-care or connectivity, it does not go on the list. Hearing my CEO share that with the entire staff made me really grateful to work in an organization that genuinely cares about one's well-being, and it reaffirmed the intention I set at the beginning of the year. My CEO also suggested everyone at the organization rethink our to-do list while we're off or not have one at all. I'm the type of woman who thrives on notes and to-do lists. You can ask anyone who knows me and my level of organization, and I guarantee you they'll confirm it. This is a side note, but I thrive on to-do lists so much that I utilize the app website Todoist to organize my to-do lists in categories and sections. My partner and I also utilize shared notes on our iPhones to keep track of groceries, our plans for the weekend, potential date ideas, as well as progress updates and the watering schedule of our plant babies. So given the way that I authentically live my life, the mere thought of not having a to-do list literally activates my anxiety because I like being organized and having a sense of control of certain aspects of my life. So instead, I'm going to still have my to-do list handy, but during my vacation, I'm definitely prioritizing self-care and sticking with my intention to recharge, relax, and rest. When I hear the word recharge, the first visualization that comes to my mind is when my iPhone battery drops to 10% and I'm frantically trying to plug in the charger to the outlet to fully recharge its battery. In the same way that my phone needs time to recharge, I need time to recharge my body and mind. As the queen of power moves in a natural busy bee, a question of reflection I've asked myself multiple times this year is, what fuels and fills my soul? I'll repeat it again. What fuels and fills my soul? To answer that question, I revisited my personal core values, which are in this specific order. Spirituality, family, love, self-respect, and helping others. 
My core values are my non-negotiables, which means I can't live without them. And if I'm not aligned with them, I won't feel my best full self. It's also important to note that when I pour too much of myself into one core value, I'm increasing my likelihood to deplete my energy at a faster rate. As I was reflecting, I realized that my seasonal depression was able to really kick my butt this year because for the past couple of months, I've been pouring a lot of my energy into dealing with my family's drama at home, as well as helping others at work and serving as an advisor of a collegiate organization. Yes, I was in alignment with some of my core values, but not all of them, and it hasn't been healthy for me at all. Now that I'm aware of this, some of the things I aim to do in these last couple of weeks to fuel and fill my soul are catch up on Transformation Church's Sunday sermons, continue writing in my journal as my informal way of praying, follow through with the boundaries I set for the remainder of the month, which is to not spend any money on Christmas presents, not spend any money on items that I don't need, and to not hang out with any friends, go outdoors to hike or visit the beach or park, read the Bible and do a daily devotional to keep me accountable, spend quality time with my family and my dogs, tend to my garden plot, and so much more. My intention this year is to recharge by balancing connection and self-care activities that align with all of my core values. When I hear the word relax, I think of being able to sit still, feeling calm, and an overall sense of peace within my soul. I know how to manage myself to be calm, cool, and collected outwardly. However, my anxiety and depression actually makes it really challenging for me to relax because my mind is constantly racing, which leads me to have overthinking thoughts and causes me to worry. So outwardly, I may look calm, but inwardly, I'm literally panicking and worrying almost all the time. There's a well-known quote from a Chinese philosopher who says, If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. I feel personally attacked from that quote because it's true. My anxiety and depression causes me to worry about things that happened in the past and things that have yet to happen, which makes it difficult for me to truly enjoy living in the present moment. With my intention to prioritize relaxation during my vacation, I've reflected upon four questions. The first question is, what are the roots of my anxiety and depression? I'll repeat it again. What are the roots of my anxiety and depression? This reflective question has brought awareness to me of the things that happened during my early childhood to adolescent years that heavily impacted me and even traumatized me. I want to note that anxiety and depression doesn't just simply go away. It's a lifelong experience. So to this day, I'm still doing the heart and soul work to understand my anxiety and depression, which means there are roots I'm still uncovering and have yet to uncover. The awareness of the roots of my anxiety and depression leads to the next reflective question. When I'm feeling anxious and depressed, what part of the current situation can I realistically control? I'll repeat it again. When I'm feeling anxious and depressed, what part of the current situation can I realistically control? As cliche as the sounds, I'm fully aware that I can't control my emotions, but I do have the capability to not let my emotions control me. 
So when I'm feeling anxious and depressed, my initial reaction is to give myself permission to feel. Let my emotions run through my veins, and 90% of the time, I cry. Then, when I'm done releasing my initial feelings, I ask myself, what am I going to do in this present moment to calm down? To begin the process of relaxing, sometimes I just need to physically remove myself from a situation to give myself some space from what may be causing me anxiety and depression. However, if in the moment I can't physically remove myself from the situation, I literally have to take a few deep breaths and talk to myself to calm down. Some things I tell myself to calm down are, I'm not going to entertain these negative feelings and thoughts anymore. I'm going to let go and let God take control. I'm no longer going to let this live rent-free in my mind. Things may not be okay right now, but I'm going to control what I can control and just take one step at a time, one day at a time. You're going to be fine. You got this. You're not okay right now, but you will be, so let's keep moving forward. Once I've calmed down, the next reflective question that I ask myself is, what am I going to do moving forward to prevent my emotions and thoughts from being easily activated? One method that has really worked for me is creating boundaries and following through with them. I want to put a huge emphasis on following through with the boundaries I've created for myself. In the past, I would create boundaries, but I always found myself compromising my energy, finances, peace, and many other things for other people. I acknowledge that there are certain situations where I'm okay with adjusting my boundaries, but I can't continue to compromise my boundaries all the time or else I'm going to end up hurting myself even more. A couple of years ago, I realized that I was stressing myself out, trying to prepare and plan Christmas gifts for other people. I also felt overwhelmed with the back-to-back -back social gatherings with family and friends, as well as receiving so many different forms of notifications regarding holiday sales. One of my bad habits is impulse shopping. At the moment, it feels so great making a purchase, especially buying something for myself. But afterwards, I end up getting really mad at myself, realizing that I actually don't need the item I overspent or the person who received the item I bought is ungrateful. So the boundaries I created for this holiday season are to not spend any money on Christmas presents, not spend any money on items that I don't need, and to not hang out with any friends for the remainder of the month. Yes, I eventually plan on buying family and friends Christmas presents again once I'm more financially stable, pay off my car loan, and reach some of my financial goals. This year, I can feel it in my gut, and I can see in my bank account that it's just not the year to be splurging on Christmas presents. After all, the best gifts I can ever give someone are my honesty, love, and time. It feels so great to not worry about buying Christmas gifts or mentally preparing for several social gatherings. I love that I get to spend the last few days of this month literally just relaxing, doing absolutely nothing on some days, as well as gradually tying loose ends from this year and preparing for the new year. As I mentioned in a previous podcast episode, my seasonal depression really kicked my butt this year, and my main symptom is fatigue. For the past few months, since mid-August, I've been exhausted every single day. One thing to note about my experience with seasonal depression is that no matter how many hours I sleep, I will wake up as if a majority of my energy has been drained out of my body. 
When I attended high school and college, I glorified the amount of hours I didn't sleep. I was so proud that I was able to sleep for only 30 minutes to one hour per day and pull several all-nighters. Now, all I want to do during most days is sleep and cuddle with either my dogs or my partner. I'm so proud that I've grown up and matured because my sleeping habits have dramatically improved from when I was in high school and college to now. In fact, I actually spend most of my nights sleeping for an average of six to eight hours. When I hear the word rest, the first thing that immediately comes to my mind is napping and sleeping. However, I realized that rest and sleep aren't necessarily the same thing. Earlier in the year, I discovered the seven types of rest that were coined by Sandra Dalton Smith, MD, through her TED Talk. The seven types of rest are creative, emotional, mental, sensory, social, spiritual, and physical. I truly believe that this 10-day vacation really is God's divine perfect timing for me to rest because it aligns with my intentions and power words for next year. I don't want to reveal and share certain things just yet, but I intend to spend most of my vacation time during these last weeks of December to learn more about the seven types of rest and discover the actionable steps that work for me to truly rest. I'm really excited to share with you all what I learned about myself once I first completed the inner heart and soul work. I'm choosing to share how I intend to use my time for the remainder of the year to give you all a better understanding of why I'm not going to be as social as I usually am and to give you all permission to hold me accountable. I give you all permission to hold me accountable for the boundaries I created and intentions I have for the remainder of this month and year. 2021 has been a fun, eventful, memorable, yet also a really exhausting year for me, and I'm really excited to spend these next 10 days to recharge, relax, and rest. I hope the reflective questions I've shared with you all inspired you to take some time to pause and reflect upon your actions, how you will tie your loose ends for this year, how you will transition into the new year, and overall reflect upon your life. I also hope that as this year comes to an end, you all take some time to recharge, relax, and rest. Remember, you deserve and need to recharge, relax, and rest. Thank you so much for allocating time in your day to listen to this episode. I look forward to sharing another story of mine in the next episode. Stay tuned, and in the meantime, I hope you have a relaxing and productive day.